Many of us have heard of the no stage, but is there more to it than your toddler saying no to just about anything? What exactly are the stages that children go through as they grow and develop? And how can knowing about developmental stages help you make better parenting choices? So the big question is this, how do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply and what should you reject? That is the big question and in this podcast we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. This is the first part of a series we are doing on developmental stages, the crucial stages that your child must go through. In today's episode, we will explain what developmental stages are and how you react to your child in each stage influences how your child will develop in the short and the long term. Before we get into the explanations, I'll start today's episode by saying that the term stage is often used and talked about in parenting information. Many parents have heard about the no stage, the terrible twos, and many parents are aware that children go through different stages simply by watching and raising their own kids. But speaking from experience, from not knowing anything about developmental stages, to now understanding a lot more about how they work, I think that parents could use a clearer explanation of what developmental stages are because of how useful this knowledge can be on a day-to-day basis. If you're listening in today, you may know that we launched our podcast a couple of months ago. What you probably don't know is that we started working on this project when my son was nine months old. He's now three and a half. I'm sharing this with you because the truth is that it took a lot of time for us to bring the scientific literature down to earth into a form where the information we put together would be pertinent and actually useful to parents in real life. We continue to work hard to do this because we know that parents are looking for answers either directly or indirectly. As a mom of a preschooler, I'm very much like you. We are all looking for the best way to raise our children because we want them to grow up to be competent, self-assured, independent, and successful adults. We are also looking for easier ways to achieve this because raising young children is very difficult in itself. And at the same time, there's a tremendous pressure on us to do it right. All this as we are being bombarded with contradictory information about how best to raise our children. Very recently, I had a huge revelation when I realized that parenting gets a lot easier and clearer when you understand three main things. Understanding your parenting style, understanding the role of inborn temperament, And understanding developmental stages is like winning the trifecta in parenting. The more you understand about these three factors and how they interact with each other, the more you are on the path to reaching your long-term goal of having raised a great adult, and in the short term, the less stressful your day-to-day life will be. I'm telling you this today because our episodes on parenting styles and the role of inborn temperament are up and live on our podcast. And today's episode is the first of our short series on developmental stages, the crucial stages your child will go through. 
Once the series is complete, you will have the most important information about these three main topics at your disposal. I urge you to listen to these episodes a few times so that when you find yourself in a difficult situation with your child, you will have learned some reliable, valuable, and science-based information that you will be able to use to help you get through the challenge feeling clearer, more at ease, and more confident about your parenting decisions. If you're spending any time searching for answers about whether you're raising your child the best way, then learning about these three topics and how they interact with each other is a sure way to find them. So back to today's topic, developmental stages. As you will hear, some stages last for shorter times and others for longer. Knowing what these stages are, knowing when to expect them, knowing what to look for in your child, and knowing how one stage affects the next will help you feel reassured that your child is following a normal path to adulthood. So before we get into a brief overview of the actual stages, is there something we should know about developmental stages in general? Many families that I've spoken with were unaware that children go through several stages and that the first stage starts at birth. In fact, human beings develop throughout the course of their entire life. When we hear about stages, developmental stages, it's generally in the context of early childhood. The point here about developmental stages in general is that as humans, we are programmed to go through certain stages in order, and we are always in one stage or another. In fact, there are several stages over our lifetime, and a child goes through the first three of them before the age of five. So why is it important to know about these stages? How does it help us as parents? The reason why it's important for parents to know about stages in general is that they will know what to expect and won't be stressed out and discouraged by their child's behavior. To know that certain behaviors occur at certain times is normal and can be a great relief. There is also a great benefit to knowing about something before it happens. In this case, when parents know to expect some specific behaviors that are linked to each stage, they will be better prepared to react optimally. Actually, your child's brain is pushing him to act a certain way in order to achieve a certain goal in each stage. There is, in fact, a good outcome or a bad outcome linked to each developmental stage. And how parents react to how their children act in each stage will greatly influence whether he ends the stage with the good outcome or the bad outcome. It's true. How parents act and react throughout the whole developmental stage will help to determine whether or not their child ends that stage with the good outcome. Most parents want to parent in a way that will lead to good outcomes for their children. In working with parents, I found that when parents learn that they have a direct impact on the outcome of these early stages, they are often moved to adjust their behavior to their child's stage of development. When parents adjust their behavior in this way, there are short and long-term consequences. In the short term, the day-to-day, the parent-child interactions are more pleasant and, in the long term, 
better parent-child interactions will positively influence how the child will view himself, how he will view the world, and his eventual identity and personality. The developmental stages truly are this powerful. From the first to the next and on to the next, in these crucial stages, the brain influences how the child will act and experience life. These experiences will then affect the further development of the brain, and this process continues. The first five years of a child's life are monumentally important in their effects on who he will become. I will add that there are many influences on your child's development other than your parenting during the developmental stages, most of which you have no control over but you do have control over your parenting decisions. My point here is that it may feel exhausting to have to adapt aspects of your parenting to each developmental stage, but I hope you will see that to do so will not only be beneficial in the short term, but also in the long term. So what is a developmental stage? A developmental stage is a specific time in life during which a person will develop an important personality characteristic that will probably be with him for life. As I mentioned earlier, each developmental stage has a particular positive goal, and the child will either achieve that goal or not achieve it by the end of the stage. So now I'll explain how a developmental stage works using an analogy. Imagine that when a child goes through a developmental stage, he receives a red block for each experience that puts him on the path to achieving the positive goal, and a blue block for each experience that puts him on the path to achieving the negative goal. He starts to accumulate red blocks and blue blocks as he interacts with his parents, other caregivers, family members, friends, etc. If, by the end of the stage, he has accumulated more red blocks than blue blocks, he will end that stage with the positive goal of that stage. But if he has accumulated more blue blocks, then he will end that stage with the negative outcome of that stage. So essentially, in each developmental stage, a child has experiences that will add up to a positive outcome for him or a negative outcome for him. Another way that stages work is that each stage builds upon the previous one. This is very important. If he accumulates more of the negative blocks at the end of one stage, it makes it more difficult for him to accumulate more of the positive blocks in the next stage. But if he has finished a stage with more positive blocks, he is poised to go through the next stage with success. Essentially, success begets success. So that was an explanation for how the developmental stages work. But how does the outcome of each stage contribute to the development of a child's identity and personality? I briefly touched on this earlier when I said that a developmental stage is a specific time in life during which a child will develop an important personality characteristic that will probably be with him for life. In each stage, 
the characteristic he develops will either be positive or negative. And this is what I would like parents to understand. Parents and primary caregivers play a huge role in which personality characteristics he will develop. In each stage, their child will develop either the positive characteristic, like trusting people, or the negative characteristic, like being wary of people, partly based on the way adults behave with him. I repeat, as I explained with the analogy with the red and blue blocks, a child has many experiences with adults, and these experiences will largely determine whether he will end the stage with a positive characteristic for that stage or the negative characteristic for that stage. What happens is that a child expresses a need and parents or primary caregivers respond to the child. Here is where it all happens, in these many interactions between a child and his caregivers, where the child expresses a need and the adult reacts. The interaction between the child and the way the adults respond is what makes the experience positive or negative for the child. Now back to the blocks. The more positive interactions he has with adults, the more likely he will end up with the positive characteristic of that stage, and vice versa. The outcome of each stage plays a huge role in the identity he will develop and the personality he will have. So some parents will listen to what you just said and feel more energized and motivated to continue to respond to their young child in the way that they have but I'm sure other parents will react quite differently. This may be discouraging to some parents. It may sound like parenting is even more difficult than they thought. What would you tell the parents who feel overwhelmed by knowing how impactful their responses are on who their child will grow up to be? Yes, parenting is very difficult and probably the most important job you'll ever have. And at times it may sound and feel overwhelming, but knowledge is a great help. What I've seen in families is that no matter what the circumstances of the family dynamics were, parents having this knowledge helped them know what to do. And knowing what to do led them to have confidence in what they were doing. If you want to parent in a way that will give your child the best shot at being his or her best self, then learning how the role you play as a parent during each of your child's developmental stages is the key. I can't say it often enough. Scientifically based knowledge that is founded on solid research or based on years of information stemming from parent-child therapy, psychotherapy for individuals, and family therapy is a great help. It helps to know how development works. It helps you to ignore information that isn't accurate. It helps you to feel clearer and more sure of yourself. Essentially, proper knowledge of child development keeps you from being misled by contradictory information. It helps you to parent confidently. This should be empowering, not overwhelming. So at the top of this episode, I mentioned that there are several developmental stages and three before the age of five. These are the three that we will talk about in detail throughout this short series. We will go into each 
the next episodes, but for now, let's go over each briefly. Let's begin with the first stage. The first stage runs from birth to approximately 18 months. The important personality characteristic that a child ends the first stage with is trust or mistrust. This means that he will either have confidence that people are generally kind and helpful and that he can trust himself, or he will feel that he cannot rely on people. He will be wary of others and have little trust in himself. As I've said in other episodes, there are long-term consequences to what parents do with children in early childhood. These early years set the stage for what's to come. What many parents find surprising is that this first developmental stage begins as soon as their baby is born. They're even more surprised to find out that whether he has established trust by about 18 months when the first stage ends or has established mistrust plays a role in his ability to establish positive relationships when he is 20, 30, or even 50. Okay, so now what about the second stage? The second stage runs from about 18 months to around age three. The important personality characteristics that a child ends the second stage with is feeling that he is a separate person, an autonomous person, or he is someone who is filled with shame and doubt about who he is. This means that he will either feel like he is an autonomous separate person who has some control over events in his life, or he will feel ashamed about what he does and have doubts about his abilities. It may sound hard to believe, but parents are given a wonderful opportunity, although it's such a small window in time, to help influence how much their child will be his own person with confidence in himself at 20 30, or even 50. And so now, what about the third stage? The third stage runs from about three years old to around five or six. The important personality characteristic that a child ends the third stage with is the ability to take initiatives and feel sure about them, or to feel guilty about his choices. This means that he will either take the initiative to act to reach his goals that are important to him, like announcing what he wants to wear today and then insisting his parents let him do so, or he will feel ashamed of the goals he wishes to reach and not act on them because he also feels guilty about wanting them. Most parents would like their child to grow up to have good decision-making skills, be a leader and not a follower, and be self-assured in the choices he makes. Of course, there are so many factors involved, and it may be hard to believe, but these outcomes really have their roots set between the ages of three and six. So we've mentioned that how a child goes through these early developmental stages contributes to his identity and personality. If a child ends these three stages with positive outcomes, will he hold them for life? Yes, the chances are very high that he will. Short of catastrophic life experiences such as a war 
or being orphaned and not placed in a good home thereafter, the outcome of these early developmental stages really contributes to the formation of a child's identity and personality that is lifelong. So then, is a child who ends these three stages with positive outcomes guaranteed to reach his potential later in life? Uh, Let me answer this way. If a child has the positive outcomes, he will keep them, as I just said. But don't forget, there are many influences on his path in life. If he has these early positive outcomes, he is in the best position to reach his potential. What may be more of interest to parents is that if he doesn't have these positive outcomes in early childhood, it will be more difficult for him to reach his potential later in life. So that wraps up our first episode of our four-part series on developmental stages with a focus on the first three, the crucial stages your child must go through from birth to about five years old. Speaking from personal experience and going from not knowing anything really about developmental stages to knowing what to expect and how best to deal with a young child during each stage, I hope that our series will give you the confidence in your parenting choices that you may be looking for. Parenting is both a short game and a long game, and the parenting decisions you make in the early years may affect your family dynamic in ways you may not have considered and never intended. Particularly in the early years, so many things happen with a child that can cause parents to question, second-guess themselves, worry, and switch from one strategy to another. I feel very strongly that if you follow our podcast in general, and specifically this series on developmental stages, you will feel far more confident in your parenting decisions. I hope you will tune in to the next three parts of this series, where we go over the first three developmental stages in depth and give you actionable information so that you can stop second-guessing yourself about your parenting decisions and feel more at ease. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, Many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one guidance from Dr. Solomon, The Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.